today on episode number 527 of the School of Podcasting. I'm going to share with you my thoughts on PodCamp Pittsburgh. I'm going to talk about the death of Blab and what Geese, Ringo Starr, and Michael Phelps can teach podcasters. Hit it, ladies! Since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, look, I bring 20 plus years of helping people understand technology and I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology, help you face your fears and flatten that learning curve and get you on the, the quickest, safest route to your podcast success. I thank you so much for tuning in. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up and you will save a bunch. And I just got back from uh, PodCamp Pittsburgh where I was the opening keynote. And the other kind of bonus was they had some folks, unfortunately, had a, a speaker that had a family emergency And so I actually did two presentations, one kind of last minute on how to grow your podcast and kind of pulling from things we've talked about here on the show. Well, since we always say, since you're new to the show, if you want to never miss another episode, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash iTunes and subscribe to the show. And then here's the cool thing. When I release an episode, it takes about up to 24 hours for the episodes to kind of show up in iTunes, but if you're a subscriber, you get them instantly. And of course, if you want the show notes sent to you, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter, and uh, you can have the show notes sent to you as well. But before I get into PodCamp Pittsburgh, we have exciting news that I do want to share. I mentioned this last week. And that is, the messengers are coming, the messengers are coming. And you're like, what the heck's the messengers? The messengers is this awesome documentary about podcasting. And they're coming to little old Akron, Ohio to film yours truly, which is an honor in itself. Because I told them, I'm like, guys, I, I mean, I live in a nice apartment, but it's Akron, Ohio. I mean, home of LeBron James and Devo. But other than that, you know, I could show you a bunch of, you know, burned out rubber mills and things like that, but it is going to be great. And what they're going to do is I moved my Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup to this Saturday. That is the 20th of August at three o'clock. So from three to four 30, now we're going to do like probably 15 minutes on talking about audience surveys. Cause that's what we, we always have a topic for our meetups. And then we're going to kind of just give the floor to the boys to show us some footage. And I know they want to, um, videotape some stuff. So I'll work with them to find out how much time they need, but they are literally blowing through the city. They're coming in. They're going to interview me here. I'm going to do ask the podcast coach. Like I always do every Saturday at ask the slash live. And as soon as that is over, I'm running downstairs. They're going to interview me. And then we're running to the library, uh, which is where this is at. And if you want to get more information, of course, everything you can see at school of podcasting.com slash five, two, seven, or just for information, on that meetup, go to NE for Northeast, NE Ohio podcasters.com. I do believe somebody said they're coming in from New Hampshire to uh, 
attend the meetup because their co-host is from Dayton, Ohio, and they're driving down. So it should be fun. But uh, if you haven't heard about the Messengers documentary, the website is themessengersdoc.com. Now, I've been doing a podcast about the making of the movie, which is, of course, about podcasting. And yes, I know it's meta about meta. But I want to share something that was written about the podcast here. Uh, It says, uh, attention, this is from uh, John Dennis, who is the, uh, he's the main guy behind the Podcasters Hangout, which is a Facebook group dedicated to all things podcasting in a kind of spam-free zone. He says, attention, Podcasters Hangout family. I'd like to take a moment to recognize Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting for spending uh, what has to be an enormous amount of time editing and producing a podcast that highlights the behind the scenes for an upcoming film called The Messengers, a podcast documentary. The film is the brainchild of exec- executive producer Chris Kermitsos, and I also serve as executive producer myself. The film has taken us and the crew, uh, director Neil Guarte, um, director of, I believe it's photography, Willie L. Uh, Willie L. Harper, and lead film editor Salo Zayas, uh, literally into other countries to highlight the stories of podcasters. And this is, um, they've used this medium to make a major impact on their communities and through their audience. So it's all these stories, Danny Pena, Sean Smith, uh, Glenn the Geek is in it, and now myself. The latest episode, which is just episode three, he says, chronicles the backstory of our experience flying down to Guatemala to support and film mobile podcaster Sean Smith's uh, Now is the Time mission, where the organization serves living I'm sorry, serves villages living in extreme poverty through uh, building and installing high efficiency stoves, laying down concrete floored floors inside homes, donating tremendous amounts of clothing, school supplies and other goods, as well as uh, they lead a daily uh, VBS program for all the kids of their villages um, that they serve in. Sean has been doing this every single year for over 10 years. At the end of each day, Sean sits down to interview the volunteers about their experience. As you can imagine, these conversations get raw and emotional. He says, the pod, this podcast episodes are, are then uploaded and shared with their loved ones back home. So you get to hear about the mission work that they're doing there. He says, this episode uh, of our podcast for the messengers, which again is about the messengers movie, a podcast documentary, highlights this trip. And some of our own experiences and emotions. And he says, I hope you take the time to listen to it and enjoy it and enjoy the level of production. Podcasting pro Dave Jackson has poured into this. Thanks, Dave. You are freaking amazingly talented. Uh, and so I just, I know I keep telling, it's kind of weird because I have a hard time tooting my own horn. I'm not double jointed like that. And uh, this is just one of those where everybody that's been hearing, especially episode three is like, wow, that was really powerful. So uh, you can go over to the messengersdoc.com slash podcast, or I'll have links right to that episode by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 527. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. So PodCamp Pittsburgh was a hoot. In the words of my grandmother, it was actually kind of cool. This was the 11th year that they've done this. And you could see they had a slideshow of previous years. And you could see where this year they had approximately a few, they had less people this year than they had in the past. Let's go that route. 
and probably around 50 people. Now, hold on, you know, before you go judging things and the numbers, for me, my goal, one of my goals, I should say, is to find people who want to launch a podcast. That's kind of what I specialize in a bit, as well as helping people grow their audience and understand the technology, things like that. But I started off my keynote uh, basically asking the crowd how many of them already had a podcast. Now, why did I do that? Because it's always good to know who your audience is. And I really expected a lot of hands to go up because I thought last year they did. And instead, very few hands went up. And so when I asked, all right, how many people don't have a podcast yet? Tons of hands went up, like probably 80%. So while this was, a, you know, and here's the, the fun way people say small, an intimate group, um, it was a perfect group for me. So realize it's not always the number of people that listen to your show. It's the quality of the people. And this kind of goes back to people looking at other podcasters who love to share their huge numbers. Look at me. I'm at, you know, 47 million over, right? And you might look at that and go, man, I wish I had those kind of numbers. But what you don't know is how engaged that audience is. And I mean, I know there's no spam in podcasting. You can't force people to listen. But some people may not be that engaged with the host. Let me give an example. I get very little interaction. I do a show called Weekly Web Tools. You can find that at weeklywebtools.com. And I just don't get a lot of interaction from that audience. Don't know why. They're very uh, loyal. Anytime I've ever hinted that I might shut the show down, they're like, no, and they come out of the woodwork. And I like that show. And I love my listeners. But if I were to say, well, the fact is, though, I get much more audience interaction. I get more email. I get more comments on the website than the Weekly Web Tools website. It's not saying they're bad. It just, I get more stuff over here. And so at PodCamp Pittsburgh, I, I got to network with some folks on Saturday night. I got to meet some very cool people. And these were, as somebody who has a background in teaching, the one thing you want as a teacher is willing students. That's all you really want. I remember once I got hired I was working for a place as a trainer and I had to treat, I had to train the Maslin, Ohio police force on email. Cause this was back in the day when nobody knew what the heck email was. So it was like, you know, I think it was group wise or if we want to completely nerd out on this, it wasn't outlook. It was group wise for those of you that remember Novell stuff. And the fun thing was the class started at eight o'clock why at eight o'clock? Because that's when they got off work. Yeah. So I got to train a police staff who just worked eight hours and now they're going to come in and learn about email. So to say my students were not exactly willing students because they'd been up all night working. Yeah. So for me, when I see willing, hungry students that are excited about the content, I am like ready to go. You have just wound me up. You have pulled my string and I'm ready to go. Now, the other cool thing about PodCamp Pittsburgh is I got to hang out with some of my lips and peeps. The fabulous, there was an Elsie Escobar sighting. And if you know Elsie, number one, she's just awesome because she's just so Elsie. She's always so upbeat and happy and friendly. Uh, but that girl, she's like our social, she's our, our community manager. And I can't wait to see the picture because at one point, she had one phone for her She Podcast 
you're listening to She Podcast, right? ShePodcast.com. She had a phone for that. And then she had another phone for Lipson. And then she had both her earbuds in. And she was like Snapchatting in stereo. Is that, did I just say chapping? Okay. She was Snapchatting in stereo. It was awesome. And then, of course, the one and only uh, Crystal O'Connor, uh, who is the the mind and voice behind all the Lipson tutorials. So it was great to hang out with those folks. And I basically had a good time at PodCamp Pittsburgh. And But here's the thing. In talking with someone at PodCamp Pittsburgh, they asked me, like, how do I sound not so monotonous? Like, how do I not just keep repeating myself over and over and over? And they basically, they explain how they did a show where they basically ask the same questions to each guest. Now, I could be wrong, but my knee-jerk reaction was to think that this person might be trying to follow in the steps of John Lee Dumas. And like, well, who wouldn't? The guy makes millions of dollars a year with his podcast. But I've said this before. You're never going to out John Lee Dumas, the actual John Lee Dumas, because it kind of comes to him naturally. Now, I live in an apartment. It's kind of this cool complex. And we have a few lakes around the apartment, which is really cool. It's really beautiful. But because of the lakes and the nice surroundings, we have literally, and I tried to count them the other night, we have hundreds of geese. I mean, I see them all the time as I walk around my neighborhood trying to get some exercise in. But last week, I saw a goose where it looked like, now now geese typically have like white necks and then a black head. And it looked like they kind of ran out of black paint when they were painting the goose's head. Because typically they're kind of black with some white coming up the neck. And this goose looked like its head was white and they kind of just sprinkled some black on its head. It was very much like an inverse goose. Now, I don't know if these geese do this on purpose, but this goose is also somewhat separated from the rest of the geese by about 10 feet. Uh, it's like every time I see them, it's like, oh, there's the geese, and then you turn around and you're like, oh, and there's there's that one again. And so when I ran in them tonight, they were all kind of hanging out by the lake, and this other one was about 30 feet away walking down the sidewalk. And I kind of felt bad because he does look different, and he's all alone. And I'm like, oh, poor little geesey person. I, I want to go over and pet him, but if you get close to him, he does the old, <laughs> and that just scares the crap out of me. So... I, I, you've ever do this with like your, your animals, like you put emotions into the animals when in theory, they're probably just thinking, where is food? Cause they're, you know, they're geese. And so the, to me, I'm thinking the geese is probably sitting there thinking, I wish I had more black on my head. I don't look like the other geese. I'm ugly. I stand out. And so as I saw this goose, he does or she, whatever it stands out and to me, we should embrace our uniqueness. Now, there may, there may be another goose in that flock that can fly better, honk louder, fly, how, uh, uh, fly higher maybe, swim faster. And I would never know it because all those geese look identical. Black head, white neck, gray feathers, white butt, black feet. They're, I mean, identical. And I don't notice them. So there's probably like one star goose over there. Beats me. I don't notice them. And sure, that goose may be better, but this goose with the different paint job, I notice every single time. Because you turn around and you're like, yeah, oh, wow, it's that goose again. 
And then you notice that he's kind of separate from the rest of the flock. Like, hey, what's up with that? Somebody come over and, you know, be friends with this goose. And so my point here is, yes, that goose is different. And I notice it every time. So sometimes different is actually better than better, right? There's probably a better goose in there, but I don't know. It looks like all the other ones. I have another example of somebody who's different. So hopefully you've heard the name Ringo Starr. Have you ever heard of the Beatles? If you've never heard of the Beatles, I'm sorry. You have to stop the podcast because you're not allowed to listen. I'm I, That's like a prerequisite for me. I'm pretty sure you've heard of the Beatles. And uh, Ringo Starr, probably one of the most famous drummers of all time. He has a very specific style, especially if you're a drummer. You notice things. And there, there are a couple things that make Ringo very unique that in theory are, quote, wrong. You see, Ringo was born left-handed, but his grandmother, if you could put up some air quotes, made him right-handed. Yet he still plays the drums with his left hand, and he plays drums made for somebody who's right-handed. So he's kind of like playing drums in a mirror in a way. And he also plays, as he kind of describes it, and out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 527, I've got a link to a video where he explains it. He kind of plays with his shoulders, where most podcasters, with most podcasters, most drummers play more with their wrists or their arms. And this, this playing with your shoulder bit kind of makes his drum beats at times just a tad late from where it should, I don't want to get into music theory, but it should, you know, like here's the beat and Ringo's just a tad behind that. So many people say they can tell when he's behind the drums because this, again, air quotes, wrong style of playing, it delivers a unique style. You know when it's Ringo because the snare's just a tad late. And, but people know, especially drummers who really pay attention to this kind of stuff, they know it's Ringo because different is better. He doesn't sound like everybody else. And so you're like, Dave, this is weird. What does this have to do with podcasting? You may be thinking, I'm not like the other podcasters. I can't publish a daily show. I don't do interviews. I don't have a PR 40 you know, the magical high PR 40, you know, I can't, I don't, whatever it is that you're comparing yourself to others. And to this, I say, number one, it's not the tech. It is not the technology. If you have nothing to say, but you have a $4,000 microphone, it really doesn't matter. So you can have a high PR 40 and a, a dual pop filter with the, the cool magical swinging. It does. If you got nothing to say, it really doesn't matter. And the other thing when John Lee Dumas first started out, he looked different. As much as everybody now, we have underpants on fire and whatever, librarians on fire and, you know, everybody's trying to kind of copy him. Not as much as it used to be. But when John first came out, there were other daily shows. John was the first one who tried to do a daily show for entrepreneurs and it stood out like a sore thumb. So sometimes different is better than better. And so we like to compare ourselves to other podcasters, right? I mentioned the uh, Podcasters Hangout. It's this awesome Facebook group. And some people will be over there 
and they'll come, you know, they'll share their numbers and look at me, I'm up to 4.8 zillion downloads and yada, yada, yada. Well, I didn't watch much of the Rio Olympics, but what I saw was very inspirational. I mean, Michael Phelps is the best swimmer of all time. And the media was really building up for his final swim meets. And they were talking about who he'd be going up against. You know, did this person have a chance of beating Michael? And they would go over how, you know, Michael was whatever he was, you know, 30 something. And this guy was this young whippersnapper from, you know, or whatever country it was. And you know, these were Michael's competition, you know, and you know, they're really trying to build it up. Like, is he going to win or not? And I'm like, the guy's a fish. What are you talking about? Of course he's going to win. But they had to build up the story and the suspense, right? It's that whole hero's journey. Will he make it or not? And that's when I thought about swimming. Because they kept talking about Michael Phelps competition. And I was like, wait, this is swimming. It's not like somebody was in his lane blocking him. Like as he went by, his competition would grab his arms or his legs and try to dunk him under or whatever. The only person Michael Phelps had to beat was uh, Michael Phelps. It's kind of like golf. Your only competition is your last game. And podcasting is very much the same way. You're only as good as your last episode for the most part. And we really shouldn't be measuring ourselves against other podcasters because we never have the full story of what's going on behind the scenes of someone else's podcast. And so obsessing, keyword there, obsessing over other podcast success, it takes your focus off of what? Your audience. And that's where the success lies in knowing your audience and giving them what they want. So that's some things we can kind of learn from Ringo Starr, from Geese, And Michael Phelps. I know it's like, what? But yeah, so embrace your uniqueness. Don't try to be like everybody else because different might be better. And just look at your, your numbers and are they going up? I was thinking about this. I heard somebody ask about switching categories in iTunes, which you can do, by the way. And I was thought, and, and there was a thought in my mind that said, you know what? Maybe I should look into switching my, my categories. And it dawned on me, like, wait a minute, when I look at my stats, they're going up. And what is the goal of my podcast? Well, it's to reach people, help them start a podcast. But in in terms of stats, I want my stats to go up. The downloads per episode to go up. And they are. Why would I want to mess with that? They're going in the right direction. And we get kind of focused on other people's stuff. And it's like, well, wait a minute. When you, get the, when you get the winning recipe, don't mess with it. So keep that in mind. And if we look at the Olympians, what do they do? Man, they train. They're focused. They are, are completely 100% in on their sport. Well, we should be 100% in on our audience, on our topic, and focusing on. And they measure everything, right? So they're looking at what works, what doesn't work. But in the end, for them, it's about what? Muscle, endurance, things of that nature. They focus on those things, making sure you're getting the right fuel. And I don't think they worried too much about the color of their swimming cap. I don't think they worried about 
those little things. They, they focus on the things that make a difference like muscle and endurance and their physical and their food. But we get worried. We get distracted by all the shiny things. So again, just some things we can learn from geese, Ringo star and Olympic gold medalists. Well, if you haven't heard, I mentioned last week how I moved away from blab.im and that was a good move because uh, it's dead. I mean, I, I got off just as the, I feel like I got the life, the last lifeboat out of town and they wrote a blog post. So I just thought it would comment on this a little bit. And it said, we took a hackathon project that we built in three weeks and grew it from zero users to 3.9 million users in less than a year. That is impressive. I think here again, that's a number that we hear 3.9 million users. That is a whole lot of people. So the average daily user spent over 65 minutes per day on blab.im. The problem, according to their farewell letter, said of the 3.9 million users, only about 10%, roughly 400,000, came back on a regular basis. Now, here's the thing. They need to define regular. And for me, the stupid part of the statement because their idea was they wanted people there every day, is they gave, when you recorded something on Blab, they gave you a download link to the audio and video so that you could then take the video and put it on YouTube, and you could take the audio and throw it on Lipson or whoever your media host was. And uh, why would people go back to Blab? Because now I can put the audio on my website. I can put the video on my website. Why do I send people to Blab? And speaking of Libsyn, of course, you can get a free month at Libsyn, spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com, using the coupon code SOP free. Now, they also said because of the off because the off the cuff, unpredictable nature of live streams makes for terrible replays. Now, I'm going to interpret that terrible replays uh, equals terrible content. I don't know that it matters that it was, you know, the unpredictable nature. To, to this, I just asked the question, really? Really? You mean untrained average people are not the masters of improv entertainment? You mean, and this is where I go, if you think about it, there is there are conversations and then there are deep conversations. I'll give you a classic example. If I go to the uh, the post office and somebody might say, man, this weather... Whew, so humid. And I'll go, man, is it ever going to let up? Well, we would die for some rain, huh? And they'll go, yeah. Now that is a conversation you can have with anybody at any time about the weather. But I, I don't go home and tell my family, wait till I tell you what I heard at the post office. This guy thinks it's too humid. And they go, really? Because it's just surface stuff. Now, at Podcast Movement, Saturday night, I was talking with some folks, and it all turned out that many of us had gone through infertility treatments. I did with my first wife, and we were all kind of bonding over the mental roller coaster that it is of going through fertility treatments. That was a deep discussion that 
I kind of felt connected to those people afterwards because it's like I we we all knew what it was like to be in that boat, and not everybody's gonna be in that boat. It's not a fun boat to be in, and we had all kind of like, well, we weathered the storm and we're still here. That was a conversation that you're not going to have at the post office that I can have with anybody. You can't have that with everybody. And when you have a deeper niche connection conversation, you feel connected to that person. I know I did. And so that's the whole thing there. This, this whole thing of just, oh, we just want people to hang out and talk. Well, okay. But it's kind of weird. They said, but the majority of usage came from everyday people, in quotes here, just hanging out. They weren't making content. They were making friends. Hmm, okay. Now, it says, the best content creators, meaning, um, oh, shall we just say podcasters, you know, who had a plan of what they were going to say, probably had a purpose of what they were going to say. They used it once a week, like I did, every Saturday. Ask the podcast coach for about two hours. The people who were again hanging out with friends used it five to six hours per day, every day. Well, that's what they wanted. They wanted a tool for people to use every single day for many, many hours. And they said, My team is here for one reason to build a product that millions of people will use every day. And they have one line that I, I have respect for. It says, for us, we would rather fail trying to achieve our mission than succeed at someone else's mission. And that's that's their prerogative. Just ask Bobby Brown. And so I get that. Their goal was to make a, a Facebook, an Instagram, a Snapchat, a holy cow social kind of platform that everybody was using every day, millions of people, life-changing Facebook kind of, oh my gosh, social media website. Well, those just don't happen. I, I don't know how you plan that. I don't know if there's a way to make that happen, but they didn't achieve that status. And for me, this is the classic example I see podcasters that go, I'm going to shut the show down. And I'm like, really? Where are you at? Well, I'm on episode number 38. Oh, really? What kind of downloads you getting? Well, I, I don't know. I'm getting, I don't know, 800 people downloading after whatever, eight weeks. That'd be great. But I didn't make it to new and noteworthy. And yes, I just threw up on my, my mouth just, just a little bit. I didn't do that. I didn't get ranked high. But I'm like, wait, you're, you're reaching 800 people? Holy cow. I mean, that's like 40 classrooms. So in this case, they were shooting for this life-changing Facebook. They missed the mark and they ended up on something that was pretty good. There was a, a time there when, when Blab was really pretty cool. And then now it was never perfect, but it was on its way and they just needed to tighten up a couple things. But the thing was, where it was going wasn't their goal. And to that, I say, you know what? I can understand that. Okay. But to me, they're still trying. They say they're going to come back with a, a tool geared for people hanging out and making friends. And to that, I just go, how are you going to monetize that? So Blab is dead. 
I've moved now, like I said last week, over to firetalk.com, which on one hand is not the greatest idea because um, it's free as well. They do have a business plan where you can do uh, kind of like paid for webinars, but I'm not using that. So it's one of those things where I think as more people start to discover that you can use FireTalk as a blab replacement and just use the free stuff, they're going to be in the same problem. A lot of bandwidth with no money coming in. And that's where if they're smart, they'll just, they'll say, okay, you can use, you can do a fire talk for 40 minutes or 30 minutes for free. If you want to go have a meeting longer than 30 minutes, it's $10 a month or whatever it is. Cause I, I think a bunch of people are going to discover fire talk and that'll be a problem. Now I'm also going to be looking into huzzah, which is H U Z Z A dot I O. Cause I like to play with toys and things like that. But blab is dead. Long live Blab, and uh, it'll be a fun little um, story to see where that whole thing ends up. I think we're, they say they're coming back. I'm like, no, they're not. If they are, I, I don't know. Maybe they know more than I do, but right now I'm just like, yeah. Are you the person in charge of your website? Then come check out the Weekly Web Tools podcast at weeklywebtools.com. Each week we spotlight and review tools, we discuss strategies on web design and promotion, we talk a little SEO, all with the intent of enhancing your website. The Weekly Web Tools Podcast. It's the podcast for the do-it-yourself webmaster. Check it out at weeklywebtools.com. As we start to wind things down, a little shorter show this week, I want to talk about last week's episode. And... It's kind of funny, but if you change anything about your podcast, it doesn't matter how many episodes. So last week was episode number 526. And what I did, here's my old, my old uh, workflow was during the week, I kind of scour the internet. I use my life experience and I try to come up with something for you that will, again, help you massage your message. It will help you tackle the technology, face your fears, and uh, help you launch a podcast, flatten that learning curve, right? And I uh, have always recorded the show, edited the show, mixed it down to an MP3, and as I listened to the show back at 2X, I would type up the show notes. That's the way I've always done it. And I found that if I type up the show notes first. Now, last week was the monologue about the three things that you need to have a successful podcast and they're not microphones, they're not bandwidth, and they're not downloads. And I really wanted to think that through. So I actually wrote that out. Now, I didn't read it to you last week. I had bullet points, but I'd gone through the whole thought process. And so consequently, I didn't need to listen to the episode to make the show notes. The show notes were done. And so what happened? I didn't listen to the episode before I uploaded. Warning, warning, warning. And I did this as well on weekly web tools. I was just trying something new. Well, in the process, on both podcasts, you ended up with this big, huge space at the end of the, the episode. Uh-oh. And then all of a sudden, about the time you think, well, what the heck is going on? The end music would come on. Don't. And so for about... 40% of you, uh, you got the uh, the mistake. And for that, I say, I'm sorry. 
I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does, shut up. I was able to fix it. So just for the record now, you can do this with pretty much any host. But for me, this podcast is hosted on Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. I can't say Libsyn without saying that now. But uh, you're able to go into content, previously published content, uh, click on edit for that episode and use the replace button. And I uploaded the file that where I'd gone in and taken out that 18 minute space and uploaded it. So everybody after, you know, the 40% had already got it. The 41% through 100% of the people that got it didn't get that mistake. So you can fix it. But uh, my apologies to anyone who got that. And um, like I say, the lesson learned there is if you change anything about your podcast setup, be sure to go back and check it. So I'll give you an example. I uh, went to Podcast Movement, took my portable recorder, even though I didn't record anything. And uh, when I plugged my recorder back in, plugged it in, lights are blinking, everything's cool. But before I went ahead and recorded this full episode, I recorded something real quick and just listened back. Because, I don't know, Bernie might have twisted a bunch of knobs while I was gone. He had a big party. If you're new to the show, Bernie's my cat. We'll play a little Bernie later. He was very happy to see me when I got home. But uh, it's never a bad idea. And I was actually thinking about this. I might do it. Even though I've done 527 episodes, I might make a checklist. And say, okay, first things first, turn the phone off. Number two, do this. Make sure this and that. Reboot your machine. Things like that. And I might do that just because it makes you look like a hack when you do stuff like this. And I don't know that anybody was like, well, I'm unsubscribing because you wasted, I had to sit there for five minutes before I realized, I don't know, that might've been the case, but it's something that, uh, it's an easy thing to not do basically. And for me, it's always been my workflow to listen to the file as I'm uploading it, as I'm writing the show notes. And I didn't do that. And I, all I had to do really was open it up. I could have looked at the file to see if there's anything funky with it. But uh, so for any of you that got that, congratulations, you have a collector's item. Episode number 526. So I hope to see you again. Don't forget the messengers are coming this Saturday, Akron, Ohio, 3 o'clock to 4.30 at the Talmadge Library. Go to any Ohio podcasters.com to check that out. All the links are at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 527. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you would like to start a podcast, you can actually go out to schoolofpodcasting.com, sign up, get on our mailing list. And uh, the School of Podcasting opens back up in October. We open up for a month and then we close for two. And uh, in the meantime, if you need some consulting, Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule and you can look at my availability, pick a time. You can schedule things in as small amounts as 15 minutes. You don't have to schedule an hour. And uh, so if you just have a couple questions, you could do that. Go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash schedule if you want to work with me one-on-one. So thank you so much for tuning in until next week. Thanks again so much. Class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. Baron, I'm home. Hey, buddy. 
Rise and shine, buddy. Hi. Hair. What does hair mean? What? Yeah. Really? You sound like you have a cold. Your voice is very deep, my friend. Right. Wow. That's a new kind of meow, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so did you miss me? No? Did you have a big party while I was gone? No? Okay. Hi, buddy. What is Really? <laughs> you sound like you... Well, I guess you did just wake up. That's why your voice is like... Oh. Right. Right. Hi, buddy. Hi. Why won't you let me pet you? Are you mad at me because I left? Huh? Are you mad at me? Come here, buddy. Be my friend. <laughs> Hi. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. Yeah, alright. I, I heard you. Uh, your your complaint has been registered, my friend. Okay. Say goodbye, Burn. <laughs>